Hey lovely listeners, what's happening? This is Vibe, the podcast. I am Beck, and I will be your host. And today I'm really excited to um, be chatting with Ruth Dempsey, who is the owner of Finders Keepers Vintage Store in Bray. So one of my favorite local shops. Um, she is a vintage fashion pro and all around cool chick. Um, so I'm excited to get to chat to her today. How are you, Ruth? I'm not too bad. How are you? Good. Welcome to Vibe. I'm honoured. I'm so excited that you're here and I'm so thankful that you said yes to coming on. I was really excited to have you on as a guest. So thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, I couldn't not. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? I know I've, I've gave you a little quick intro, but no one will introduce you better than <laughs> you. So. Oh, I don't know about that one. Um, yeah, so... My name's Ruth Dempsey. I run uh, Finders Keepers Vintage and Bray. Um, we're coming up on our fourth year this year being in Bray, which is crazy. And my eighth or ninth year in business. Um, it kind of started off as a hobby um, when I was broke and had nothing to do. And here I am nine years, yeah, nine years later um, doing what I love. So it's wow. Yeah. That's deadly. And so was business your background or anything then? <clears throat> Absolutely not. I um, did reasonably okay in my leaving search um, and then moved to Australia um, and didn't go to like big college. And then okay. when I came home from Australia, I just did a PLC in Sally Noggin. Um, I think it's called fashion industry practice. So it's kind of just like, if you want to get into fashion, the fashion industry, it gives you kind of just like a toe in the water for kind of most areas that you areas. Um, and I really enjoyed that. And then I, while I was doing that, I started Finders Keepers because I was broke. <laughs> Deadly. And did you, yeah. did you, when you say you started Finders Keepers, it obviously wasn't the store, but how did you start it? <laughs> Um, so back then it was in 2010, 2011, 2011, I think. Um, um, and I just kind of handpicked loads of stuff. So like back then, not a lot of people charity shopped or went to flea markets and stuff like that. So that's how I sourced all my stuff back then. Um, and I literally just had the small amount of money that I had and I spent it on clothes to resell. Um, and so I was just on a platform called Etsy it's still around now but it's kind of the ethos is quite different now than it was then it was kind of like really focused on people who hand make stuff or vintage or kind of like it was like a kind of the ASOS of independent business okay yeah deadly and then so from there it obviously gained some success (laughs) Yeah, gained a good bit of success and then I got like quote unquote real jobs but I still okay. kind of did it in my spare time and then I got like it was kind of like three jobs in a row where those jobs really took over my life and I couldn't do finders keepers and I really was like oh I miss it I'm like it was kind of like my outlet and like oh yeah I can work these shitty jobs but my happiness kind of comes from that side of things and I remember just one year 
I just said, no, do you know what? I've had enough of working for somebody else. I don't work well for other people. So I just left that job. Gave myself the summer to like go hard and to, to do this and see if it was kind of, you know, viable. And then I remember my mom and my boyfriend being like, well, why wouldn't you open a storefront? Because I've always said when I'm walking around Bray, everyone is so well dressed in Bray, but there's nowhere to shop. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, so well, true. where are they getting all of these clothes? They're obviously leaving Bray for it. Well, why would why would why wouldn't I bring the clothes to them so they don't have to leave Bray? Well, I think you're amazing <laughs> for bringing clothes to Bray. I love it so much. <laughs> it's literally my favorite, one of my favorite shops in oh, the thank you. And the only thing I would change about it at all is that I could go there more and like shop there more because I don't get to go as much half as much as I'd like. Um, but I love it so much. So I'm really thankful that you quit your other real jobs and that you pursued your your passion like and what makes you happy because you bring so much happiness to other people through all the deadly clothes that you Oh, thank you. <laughs> and the shop is and you as well as a person, you've just such a nice vibe and you're always you're so knowledgeable about everything firstly and so helpful when you're shopping and stuff in finders keepers, but you're just uh, it's just such a nice vibe in the shop there's always good tunes on yeah, like I feel time. like opening the physical shop has like changed me as a person but in like a very positive way like I would have thought before that I was a, like I still am quite an introverted person but I was very like kind of closed off and just whereas like now with the shop I'm like saying hello to people in the street and stopping for chats and like previous to all of this I just I wouldn't have ever had the confidence oh that's amazing yeah. so it's gonna help you to well come more into like more myself, more into yeah. yeah yeah that's fantastic that's real nice um but that's a really positive aspect of having your own business or um or that but I'm sure it comes with lots of challenges or stresses as well. I'm sure it's very stressful being a business owner, an independent business owner. like Big time. Yeah. I mean, it's not all pushing daisies and smiles. There's like, I remember the first, pretty much the first six months of business, I was, I was ready to close. I was oh, crying no. every day. There was days, weeks, I never made a cent. And then like, the bills started to rack up and I was like what have I done what have I done and then I remember there was one particular day I just remember just breaking and my support bubble which is my mum who I could murder somebody and she would be like do you know what you did a great job (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah um and my boyfriend they they're both very real they're both like sing my praises when I do something right but in equal they're not blowing smoke if I do something wrong they're like yeah you know you could like there's ways you could do this better they're they're basically like my business partners but not really yeah um, they're like your, uh, your friends rooting yeah. for you <laughs> um, and I just Check remember them out. kind of being like no you can you can do this it's hard now but just push on given another couple of months you can't do this and 
to think that I could have given up after six months yeah is crazy that would have been a sin yeah considering how incredible things are now like yeah yeah. that's just it's such a life lesson though isn't it as well that like when times get tough you just if you just persevere because you don't know like today could be the hardest day ever but tomorrow it could happen for you that's it. and you would have just fallen short of having it like because you you didn't just persevere with it like because um, yeah I remember that particular I think that was like it was around this time and it was just it was you know crap weather people are miserable after Christmas and like kind of January to March for small businesses is always very quiet because yeah. you're you're not buying new clothes because it's still freezing stuff like that and I remember I was like, yeah, I'll just persevere. I'll see, I'll see what summer's like. And summer was just the changing point. It was. And then it, it was, just took off. Yeah. Deadly. Deadly. I love that. And I, I obviously so glad that you persevered. It's not nice to hear that for several months or whatever, things didn't go well for you and that you were so upset and experiencing well, it, that. It's, kind yeah, of it's not like it didn't go well. It was just like. I remember like the first couple of weeks when I opened there was obviously a big buzz about it and stuff like that and it was just yeah me getting used to being a like working it like in a customer facing role again because I had quit my job I think it might have been March that year and then I opened in September so like that's six months yeah not working customer facing any like anyone who's worked retail you know you can fall out of it and it hits you right in the face (laughs) yeah um so I remember it was just an adjustment period and I'm the kind of person and I'm trying to be better but if I pick up a hobby or something new it annoys me if I'm not good at it straight away (laughs) yeah the impatience (laughs) yeah so it was, yeah, it was impatience, it was stress, it was kind of a bit of imposter syndrome being like, why did I do this? I'm not qualified to do this. Oh my God, I'm an idiot. Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, and I'm just, I'm picking up on what you said about the imposter syndrome. I know me and you chatted a little bit before uh, recording and I was saying the very same, like in, in my decision to start up a podcast, I, you know, was really excited about it and it was, uh, I was going to run with it. And then as soon as I set it up and actually took the first step and actioned it and put it into motion, I was like, hang on for a minute, Beck, like, you're not a podcaster. And then I was like, you know, getting that like imposter syndrome. But I think we all have fears and like fear of failing or, yeah sometimes even a fear of success like what happens if I do get it you know because we're a lot of us in life are busy chasing something or pursuing a goal and then when we get it we're kind of like oh what now you know so yeah I can relate to what you're what you're saying um and obviously you've you've said that things are going like much better now things are are fantastic with the business and that now but I'm sure there's still day-to-day stresses of having a business definitely I mean obviously with the way the world is now I'm obviously not going to go into too much detail about that but that's made me like have to kind of readjust how I 
do my business but I'm lucky in that I just have to put it back to how I started I started with an online business yeah COVID has kind of shifted you back into into that yeah I mean I would obviously love to have a normal you know nine to whatever in the shop and being able to see people but it's just not feasible at the moment it really got to me kind of at the start of all of this but now I've kind of just been like right well I can sit and soak or I can be do be actionable about it and do what I know how to do and I did sit and soak for a while but then I was like you know what no if you don't do the work the work doesn't get done so you go girl yes yeah. Um, but yeah no there has there has been like setbacks and even just learning curves as like I say for example I'm horrific at maths maths is not my strong point um so like obviously learning how to you know do accounts and stuff like that didn't come easy to me and I and I again I was just like what am I doing I don't know how to do all of this but trial and error you learn that's it like it's it it's just about I think the first step or action in something you have a vision or a, a passion or a dream and it's just starting it is the is the, the hardest part yeah the rest of it you can pick up you can learn about or you can get people to help you with do you know what I mean like uh, obviously like not everyone's made the money that they can hire an accountant or yeah fix like that but like but I mean, eight years on I still don't have an accountant <laughs> yeah but like you can find your mate who was deadly at accounting in school yeah. and just be like do me a favor do you know <laughs> what does this mean <laughs> yeah yeah but um what what kind of ways do you manage the stress or like work-life balance I suppose or how do you try and minimize how stressful running a business can be um so sometimes I'm not great at it but when I am good it's a matter of just kind of slowing down allowing myself to rest a lot of the time and especially pre all of this I never really gave my time to rest myself time to rest and I realized that that was very bad for my mental health and my physical health because I was kind of just burning it at both ends um so yeah giving myself time to rest just having like me time and alone time is like the best thing um I'm lucky that you know we live in Bray there's the seafront I know we're blessed aren't we yeah um now I'm not swimming this time of the year. I probably will soon. It's just it's so cold. But <laughs> I do I do love a good sea swim. I know everyone and their mother loves a good sea swim this year, but it it the it's just incredible. It has taken off like the clacker stale sea swim, hasn't yeah. it? And I'm dying to get into it. Like I went with my friend, uh he's a great swimmer, he swims every day and he's trying to teach me I only learned to swim last year and um, so he's trying to teach me to be comfortable in the sea and he's it, like trying to get me to go now and I'm like oh maybe in a few weeks like it's freezing Baltic but yeah my, I think, my, my boyfriend goes every morning and 
No, I couldn't. I couldn't. (laughs) And what are the benefits that do you feel when you go, when you're doing it more regularly? Like if you're, if you pop down to the seafront, have a quick dip, like how do you feel after it? Well, for me, it's a lot. Like I was kind of saying this yesterday, I'm looking forward to like springtime and it being like this, but a bit warmer. And it's just kind of the matter of the routine. I was like, oh yeah, I can't wait to like, you know, get up, do my few bits of work, go down, have a coffee, have a swim. Like, like before when my boyfriend and I, when he used to swim, not as often, we used to call it like drowning the bad man. So if you're ever in a horrible mood or just life's getting on top of you, you go in, you have a swim because you're essentially taking your life into your hands when you're going for a swim in the sea because you can't think about anything else other than I'm staying afloat. Yeah, it, it makes um, you become more present. Yeah, you so you're like, okay, present. well, I'm for this 10 minutes that I'm swimming in the sea, I'm just going to think about swimming in the sea. And then you Brilliant. get out and you, you forget what you were worrying about when you got in. Yeah, oh, I love that, I mean, that, might, yeah. not for, might, not, might not be for the whole day, might just be for an hour. But yeah, just, yeah, we call it the drowning the sad man. That's so cute, <laughs> drowning the sad man. Well, well I suppose we're yeah. like drowning somebody, but I get I, the, the metaphor, the symbolism behind it, I think is yeah. very cute. Yeah, so if you're and feeling yeah. a, bit, a bit gloom, uh, or down or whatever you go for a sea dip and you you kind of squash that little negative person inside or that yeah. the, the little it's man not, it's not you're not drowning a real person <laughs> yeah no we don't recommend drowning anybody just no it's it's the sad man who lives on your shoulder who whispers all the mean things about yourself into your into your head yeah <laughs> I, I think like Negative self-talk actually isn't something that I've chatted about yet on the podcast, but you, you did mention earlier as well when you were kind of having doubts, I suppose, when you'd set up the business, um, or, you know, why did I do this? Or, oh God, like, why did I think I'd be able to, or you're not, a, I'm not a real entrepreneur. Those kinds of things, like that, that kind of negative self-talk, would you find that you're someone who, who would speak more positively or more negatively to yourself? I'm, I'd say I speak so positively about everybody I know. Yeah. When it comes to myself. Yeah. I'm like my worst enemy. (laughs) I wouldn't even say the stuff I say to myself to my worst enemy. Oh God, I'm the very same. And I, it's only in the past year probably that I've really, tried to work on catching myself doing that like I used to be very hard on myself and like you just said I wouldn't dream of saying those things to other people do you know I'd never say like anything mean or to anybody else or put anybody else down but I was doing it to myself all the time about everything do you know like and I was just so not understanding of myself that I'm a human and that I have flaws and that I make mistakes in order to learn and I was just really yeah tough on myself and I'm, I'm chatting about it just because it's came up it wasn't something that we planned to chat about actually yeah. but I do think it's important uh to to kind of shine a light on how important it is to look at how we're speaking to ourselves because 
I st- I saw something, I think it was on Instagram, and it was suggesting that when you have a thought pattern like that, that you stop and think of yourself as one of your best friends. So if you think about someone you really love, like your best mate or like your boyfriend or someone that you're, you really love and that you really, really care about and pretend that you're them for a minute, would you be saying to them, oh, you're so stupid, like that you didn't see that or why did you no, think like of course you wouldn't yeah. and you wouldn't allow them to talk when they start to speak like that to themselves you'd be like no stop that yeah. that's not true or do you know what I mean and it would really clicked with me it was like a little light bulb aha moment and I was like wow I was like that's actually so true I would never do that so now if I ever do find myself falling into that I kind of say hang on like are you being are you being your own friend here yeah, you have to be your own friend sometimes. Definitely, yeah. Defo. And like, do you, are there any techniques or mindfulness practices like that that you might incorporate into your day or your life in general around positive mental health or improving your self-talk, that kind of thing? Um, I've kind of just, yeah, been like, been able to kind of catch the main things as it happened be like no that's not that's not what's going on here and if if not say if, if my brain can't convince myself that I don't actually think that but I'm, if I I'll challenge it with a positive thought yeah like oh well, you can't do this but what can you do oh brilliant I like that yeah so, so like, you're okay like a positive spin on it yeah I'm just like oh like say going back to me doing my tax I'm like oh I can't do this who am I? I can't do this. Right, what can I do? Well, I can make the money to pay for these taxes. I can yeah. be knowledgeable in the field that I'm in. Just stuff like that. And like challenging a negative thought with a positive thought has definitely helped me. I mean, I've kind of only gotten to grips with it, I'd say in the last maybe nine nine months. Like lockdown really kind of made me look a lot inward on myself oh, I, I think it did for a lot of people for nearly all of us it really it kind of it's like the the world or the universe like forced us to have time to look at ourselves yeah. more because we're, we're always so busy in life and moving so quickly and everything is just so easily accessible to us that we're constantly distracted by our external world and everything that goes on outside of ourselves that we can kind of ignore those little bits of ourselves that we don't want and then they they snowball and then somebody says something that they probably didn't even mean for it to be like a mean thing and then that's just the snowball yeah well I actually I love that and I'm gonna actually try and use that uh if you don't mind me robbing that from you no not at all because what you're doing is we all have um, strengths and weaknesses. Obviously, there's some things you're good at. There's some things you're really shit at. Um, like I'm shit yeah. at loads of stuff. I can't bowl. Like I'm terrible. Um, loads of stuff I'm not great at. But I like that you're choosing to focus on your strengths. That's really positive um, in order to kind of challenge that negative thought. So I'm going to try that. So the next time I find myself being like, oh, you can't do that. Be like, well, what can you do, Beth? What are you really good at? I like yeah. that. 
Yeah, it challenges your brain because your brain's like, oh yeah, okay, I'm not a complete failure. I can't no. bowl, but I can do really, really good on Dance Dance Revolution. So, you know. Yes, I'm the dance machine <laughs> queen. Bring back Bray Ball soon. Oh, they, I, go, I go there every year for my birthday. I have like a 10-year-old birthday. <laughs> yeah, we go to either, usually platform, get pizza and go yes. to Bray Ball. Love that. <laughs> um, do, you, do you do the BYOB? Um, well, I don't drink, but... So I do the Bray Ball because I love going bowling and I just love the whole Bray Ball thing because it means that all my friends can yes. have a night out and get pissed if they want like, to. It's like 12 quid for everything, isn't yeah. it? And it's so fun. Oh, it is. There, it's a great night. Like I remember doing a few of them with my friends when you're smashed near the end of the month. We got paid monthly. And we yeah, because it's a good it. night out and it's like you're there because I think you can have it. You have the bowling lane for an hour and then you can be on the games for as long as you want. So, yeah, it's like... Great Quasar as well. Quasar, pool, the old dance machine. Yeah, qu- like, Quasar with people pissed. I, I, I'd i love to love to see that. It's that not safe, like, you know, <laughs> to the accident waiting to happen. Um, yeah, oh, bring back Bray Bowl. Gosh, those are the days. Is there anything else you really miss, like, during lockdown? Um, I mean, the obvious ones is like my family and like my bigger circle of friends. Like my mum lives yeah. in Australia, so I obviously miss her with every fiber of my being. <laughs> um, yeah, it sucks, but we're hopeful that we might get to see each other this year. Um, she's oh, fingers crossed. Yeah, she, she's a nurse, so she'll be vaccinated over there. I think next month in March, um, and then I think they're loosening up their restrictions from May or June. I think so. She thinks that she might be able to get home because previously it has to be like an exception. Like I think like someone's leg has to be hanging off, or yeah, it has to be an emergency kind of. Yeah. Oh, well, I hope that the, I hope that that happens for you this year, and um, that would be nice. Yeah, um, and yeah obviously like my like friends that don't live in Bray I miss them I miss like just stupid stuff <laughs> I know small things I'm the same yeah. same but it's it's really taught me I I was always well I feel like I was always kind of appreciative of the small things anyway that's the kind of person I am I feel yeah. a lot of joy out of stupid stuff or out of like very minor things that other people yeah. would be like why are you so happy about that but um, that's just the way that I am. But it's it's shown me more now with, with lockdown, just how much we took for granted. Very simple oh, thing. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, hopefully we'll all be able to see people again soon and do small, stupid stuff, like sit in somewhere and have a coffee. Um, yeah, like I saw a picture of me having... I sit in coffee and copper and straw last year and I was like who is this person yeah I know <laughs> like, like that uh, feels like long. a million years ago yeah. oh it's mental um come here this is completely off topic right it's uh, but I'm trying veganuary and you're mm-hmm. vegan aren't you yeah so yeah. I wanted to ask you just this is purely for myself and maybe for the listeners if any listeners are doing veganuary but 
I've been doing it since obviously the start of January. I'm finding most of it decent, like I'm enjoying it. Uh, but I did slip a couple of times and I had real chocolate. When you were starting out as a vegan, did you kind of like do it slowly? So, yeah. So even when I was being vegetarian, I did it very slowly. So okay. um, when did I go veggie? I think it might have been 2014 or 15. Um, and basically we had like a veggie meal a week and then we had a couple of veggie meals a week and then we had all veggie until Sunday we had like a roast chicken on a Sunday and then eventually we're like oh, I don't even want this, this roast chicken and it kind of just happened That's then and then yeah and then going vegan we so we went to uh, Florida in I want to say 2016 or 17 um and we went ham and all the american food all the crappy cheese and all the veggie burgers you can eat so we kind of like did ourselves in and then we were like right we're going to be vegan after this but like yourself i had multiple slip-ups like i remember <clears throat> i was working in dublin at the time and I was just in foul humour from work. And I was like, oh, I like only got 10 minutes for my lunch. I was like, what am I going to get? And before I knew it, I went into to Burger King and bought chili cheese bites. And I was mid-eating them. And I was like, what are you doing? You don't <laughs> Put them this. down, woman. Put them down. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah. And oh, then like, there's like, there's been constant slip ups where I don't real read back the packet and there's milk powder in there something but like for me I'm like I'm a vegan but I'm not militant I'm if I slip up I'm not feeling guilty about it I feel like being that strict it's it's a form of like restrictive eating and that can lead to like really bad behavior so I'm just eat it and move on <laughs> Yes. Okay. Great. Yeah. Because I I have a tendency to be like like what you said earlier. If you're not good at something straight away, or like when you, I suppose it's not even an impatience thing. It it's nearly like um, it can be, but it's like an eagerness that you want to fully give a hundred percent to something. You don't want to do a half arsed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, something you can you can jump into because you're you're gonna make mistakes. Yeah. Exactly. And. I, I suppose I was just being a little bit like regimental like I'm gonna be vegan for the month and really give it a shot like and then I had real chocolate and I was like damn it you ruined it now but not like the like the three cruxes of being a vegan is real chocolate real cheese oh and milk yeah cheese yeah. Is... I could live without milk now that wouldn't bother me I'm an oat yeah milk. same I'm anything. lactose intolerant to that that does it for me <laughs> Okay, so so helpful but, in being vegan then. Yeah. 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 But there is there is method to my madness and the reason why I'm asking this. When you're making conscious changes to your lifestyle, be that something like your diet, like um veganism, or whether it be with your mental health, you're trying to change habits of a lifetime. So I've eaten meat my whole life and I'm trying to 
minimize my meat intake and now switch, make a switch. So when you become conscious of working on your mental health, you've a lifetime of negative self-talk or yeah. unhelpful patterns of thoughts or behaviors and you're trying to change them. So my purpose for asking about that was a little bit because I wanted to ask you about uh, your own experience with veganism. Like, did you do it straight away? But as well, it's to highlight that when we start to try to improve our mental health and mind ourselves a little bit better, we're going to have slip ups. You're still going to have times where you know better. Like I know certain things aren't the best for me, like binge watching Netflix. I'm going to like some days. Everyone does it. Yeah, some yeah. days, some days it need. is what you need. Yeah, and some days I know if I sit around and I watch three episodes of that now, I'm gonna feel crap that I haven't done it. And that's I, I, that's the way I am sometimes. But sometimes I'll still do something that I know is gonna make me feel crap. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I I feel you on the well. If I sit around and do nothing, I'm gonna feel guilty. But I remember seeing a thing, and it really affected me being like if you broke your leg you would rest and you wouldn't feel guilty about resting because your leg's broken you can't walk anywhere you can't do anything if you view your mental health as well not your brain is broken that's a horrible way to look at it but like resting would help heal your broken leg yeah well it will also help I get what you're saying it's like physically if you're pumping it in the gym you're training really yeah. hard. You're going to take a rest day. Yeah. It's the same with your brain. Like, you need to... you're not going to be able to walk the next day if you go home in the gym. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> but with, with having a rest or giving your mind a rest or taking a break, meditation is a tool that a lot of people use to kind of do that to quiet their mind, I suppose, or bring them back into themselves. Is meditation something that you practice or is it something you've tried before? So I feel like I'm the only person in the entire world that doesn't gain anything from meditation. If anything, it makes me feel worse. I, I feel like sitting down to make the space, it's like there's all those thoughts or spiders in the back of my mind. And they're like, oh, do you remember this? Do you remember that thing you said like four years ago? We're going to think about that. <laughs> Great. yeah so meditation I've tried so many times it just so you're doing it wrong it's actually counterproductive that it actually worsens your your thoughts rather than quite yeah you know the way they say that like oh yeah you know you sit down and you observe your thoughts like they're passing cars Mm -hmm. Uh, mine's five o'clock the the bray exit yeah back up (laughs) And they all have something to tell me and I've sat there for 20 minutes and I feel worse than I did when I started. What for me works, not, it's not a be all or an end all. It doesn't work perfectly every time, but I love a good journal, just getting stuff out of my brain and writing it down. And sometimes when you read it, you're like, that's stupid. Why would I think that? And then you, it's like, you can just pick up the piece of paper and you're like, okay, that doesn't matter. That doesn't belong in my brain anymore been yeah okay yeah no last week I actually spoke uh with Jilly from Jilly Bow Wellness and she we were chatting a good bit about journaling 
and I think it's a really really useful tool in um like you said getting getting it out onto paper Jill actually used a really nice um metaphor of like a, a red ribbon and it's all balled up and that's kind of your brain or your mind and that journaling kind of helps you to unravel it and just stretch it out a bit yeah. and you can see it a bit better once it's out and yeah just like unscrambles things but that's deadly that you have something like the, the a, a big motivation behind the podcast for me is to to talk to different people about their experiences with mental health and mindfulness meditation because it's not a one-size-fits-all thing and meditation it doesn't have to be for everybody um and I'm really I'm actually really excited when when you said to me that you didn't meditate I was really excited uh to chat to you about uh what you do do and uh what you experienced when you've tried meditation because I think it's really important to highlight different people's experiences and how unique we all are and how yeah, like something that works really well for me won't for you and vice yeah. versa oh it's like the whole thing you know when someone who is lucky enough to not be anxious or depressed or like, well what just get up and do it or just go up and have a walk yeah. or just do this and I'm like you don't yeah. understand we'll, we'll do <laughs> Thanks, thanks. So I just needed to, to hear that I need to have a walk. That's yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it can be very difficult, um, and people mean well. I think. Oh yeah, it it doesn't come from a place of it's just they haven't they've been lucky enough to not experience how you're feeling. Yes, yeah, and like nine times out of ten, you do feel even minorly better after a little bit of fresh air and a walk, but like it's not going to magically cure you <laughs> yeah yeah I know true um but like see what you're saying you feel a little bit better after you go for a walk or you even feel a little bit better when you've been for a dip like a sea swim yeah or that um we all I think everybody kind of knows that like fresh air physically moving your body being in nature they all kind of have positive benefits on our health and our mental yeah. health as well um but having a swim in the sea or going for a walk can be very meditative in itself I think because sometimes I struggle with what you said the traditional sitting down guided meditation and like yeah. my thoughts but I find I don't know how to explain it but more kind of like practical meditation I suppose yeah it's kind of it's I remember what did he call it one day me and my boyfriend we sat on the beach and we just combed through all the really nice stones and we picked out all the nice looking ones and only when I looked at the clock we were there for an hour and a half just picking out stones and like that's a form of meditation because you're just like Okay, I'm not thinking about anything else. Just yes. nice stones. <laughs> it's like how monks meditate, apparently. Like it's like, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, like it's like a task-based meditate. Like it would be saying, like maybe not doing a jigsaw. Jigsaws can be, <laughs> but like you know that kind of thing where you're just, fo- yeah, where you're just focusing on one thing, like yeah. painting or 
I don't know. I've never tried painting. Maybe that's meditative, but like. Oh no! Yeah, you know, definitely. Kind of creating when you're creating something, you're you're in flow or or whatever yeah. they call it. So it's usually your your thoughts are dispersed or whatever for that time that you're in flow. So yeah, like say if I have a delivery in work and I'm processing that's kind of meditative for me because I'm like oh yeah that's cool deadly I can't think about anything else but yeah you're just posing yeah Beckett loves that now must send her a picture of that now yes just stuff like that like the suit I bought during your power sale oh my god I was living for that it's like for the listeners I'll try and actually you could probably try and describe it because you'll describe it better than me it was like um a stone coloured power suit like what yeah power power suit is just the way to describe it just like and Ruth it's a scene I haven't worn that yet I've had nowhere to wear it well yeah wear it down to Catalyst yeah I might (laughs) heavy as lads how's it going flat white please thank you (laughs) (laughs) oh the lockdown pounds haven't helped though either oh Um, Jesus you know like they it fits me but if I sat down, no, it's actually a good thing I can't sit down in Catalyst and have a coffee, so I could wear it down. Because <laughs> I have to stand them. Yeah. Oh. And you can have the prom as your catwalk. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, I might now. Yeah. You'll see me, like, strutting it down there soon. But no, that's nice that, like, when you're, when you get a delivery, say, and you're kind of going through all your bits that you're nearly in flow, that's, like, a creative yeah. thing for you. Like, I like that. Um, so no meditation I mean not all the time so yeah yeah no meditation for me maybe (laughs) one day when I find it works but yeah no like I'm so easily distracted it's not um it's not something that everyone gets right and I'm using like little air quotation marks when I say that because there is no actual right or wrong way um I think we perceive it like that. Do you know what I mean? Like I would even be like, I'm I'm not good at meditating. Like, or I would have said that. Same, that's, and that's how I thought the whole it, yeah. time when I first started. But it's not that I'm not good at meditating. I'm there's no good or bad, like there isn't a right or wrong no. way because it's only the way I do it for me. Do you know what I mean? So I just practice and that's why it's called mindfulness or meditation practice because you're only practicing to be good at it it does you don't have yeah. to be perfect at it you know um but I would find I talked about it on my first episode I think it's more of a mindfulness practice but I feel it's kind of meditative um like I'll just sit and have a coffee usually from Catalyst um and I'll sit on the beach and I'll just take everything in that's going on around me so I look at the things I can see around me so the views whatever people birds flying and feel what I can feel going on around me the sounds I can hear that kind of thing and I'll just do that for a few minutes and it just helps to kind of bring me back into the now where I am and I'm not thinking about stuff that's already happened or things that are going to happen um so I think sometimes that their meditation and mindfulness are kind of nearly intertwined in that way that's how I perceive it yeah no I get you, yeah. Yeah, so... And yet, um, just even, like, what, how do they describe it? Saying, like, like, mindfully, like, yeah, if you're having your cup of tea, 
as much as we're all addicted to our phones just sit down and have your cup of tea don't be looking at your phone just be like yep yeah, i'm fully enjoying this cup of tea it's kind of going cold it's now a good cup of tea. It's grand. yeah but it's a good cup of tea they actually say that about when you're you're eating meals and stuff as well you can kind of be practice mindfulness while you're eating just really like I, I shovel food into me I'm terrible yeah. like but when you when <laughs> like when you have a toddler like that's how you have to eat like yeah or, you're like either you know, I shovel, shovel this into me or I'm not eating <laughs> yeah or before he sees it and he wants it like um, <laughs> so no but I I don't ever really take the time to like pay attention to my food when I'm eating it or something or like really taste it properly I'm just like wolfing it like into me because well, I'm usually I- yeah or I've noticed that like I have gone out for a meal or anything and I was only thinking I was like oh I haven't had like a really nice pizza in ages and then I was thinking oh I'd love to go to my ZZ in town and I feel I was like oh yeah because you like much more mindfully eat when you're like at a restaurant because you're not on your phone you're in good company and you're you know having the chat and you're like oh yeah this pizza tastes nice I'm like does that pizza just taste nice because it's not in my house and I'm not on my phone when I'm eating this? Probably. It's it, it's probably <laughs> because of what you said. You're you're being more mindful when you're eating out because I suppose it's, you don't eat out every night. So it's kind of like, yeah, great it's, or it's special. Yeah. yeah, it's special. So you're probably paying more attention to it because it's special. But also you're not being distracted by the telly or your phone or other stuff that's going on around you you're kind of present with the person or people that yeah. you're eating with or by yourself if if that's yeah. your vibe do you know because sometimes I like having an L brunch on my own <laughs> and yeah I like that that's um that's something I'm going to try now um the next time I eat out which is I don't know when really? yeah. god please be soon <laughs> did you, you you get to try Fika when it opened during the summer when we were yeah, in so I went, yeah I went in July I think that's the last meal out I've had yeah I, um, I, I went around that yeah. time as well because I think that's when life felt a little bit normal it just felt I, like everybody was on summer holidays kind of yeah it was still a bit twilight zone I thought or something yeah yeah like the numbers were quite low but not zero, but we're doing pretty well in comparison to now, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get there again. We'll be back down in platform yeah. and all those places that are all actually really close together <laughs> um, in real life. That's, that's brave. That's just brave, yeah. I love Bray. Convenient. And I'm actually, oh. like, I've always loved Bray and I get kind of, I don't know, the girls in college and stuff would have slagged me a bit about being from Bray and stuff but I always get really defensive like I think Bray's a great town um but it has everything you need it does like I don't have to leave if I really don't want to um but I think especially since March so since the first lockdown I I I love the beach like I might as well live down there but I've spent my life on that beach like that's where you go for your nights out it's where all the pubs are the summer fest yeah. every year at, when you're a kid, the amusements and stuff that were down there. Oh, that's where I had my first job. I worked in the star for years. Um, 
And I just realized that I think I was down there a day with Frankie during the first lockdown. I was down there every day with Frankie, probably during the first lockdown on a walk. And I, I, it's like I saw for the first time property. Yeah. And I was like, you just, just take it so for granted that it's here and you've never really looked at it and seen how beautiful it is or really appreciated how lucky you are to live somewhere like this, that this is on your doorstep, it's within your 2K. Like, yeah, like when I think of like living in, you know, like not to shit on anyone living in Central Ireland, but like I'm like, we are yeah, in a bog somewhere. Yeah, in a like in the middle of nowhere with nothing that's in your 5k. Whereas within my 5k, I can do everything I do normally and I'm like very, very lucky. Yeah, we in are in that situation. Yeah. Defo. And you're minding yourself well anyway, I'm glad to hear during yeah. all of this. Yeah, you're taking time to rest and uh still and um, yeah. Working hard. Still working. Still working, but it's definitely you find you have more balance now though, Ruth. Um definitely more of a balance. I mean, previous to this I was working six days on my own. Um, yeah, and I kind of I did realize that I was burning at both ends. It was only when I kind of took time to stop that I was like, oh, maybe one day off wouldn't it wasn't really me. a day yeah. off. Um, wouldn't kill me. And then I remember I I when I came home from Australia last January, I was like, you know what, I'm going to take Mondays off, but I'm still going to work because I started the power hour. Yes. Um, Love little did I know. Two, two months later how much I'd have to rely on the power hour but even like having that and then kind of going from working so much to just nothing not seeing anyone like not nothing because I was still working I was still getting deliveries I was still doing the power hour and stuff but it's just it was getting into a new routine and I'm a very I've realised that I'm, I rely heavily on Routine. my routine yeah and I function a lot better if I'm in a routine I, I like think I know people do Ruth I'm like yeah. that but I think that's why COVID's been so like eh for a lot of us because it's really it put, it's I don't want to minimize it because people are losing their families and you know it's obviously and been very ill and everything like but it's it's put people out of their routines and unsettled people, I think. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or just kind of forced us into adjusting into a different way of life. And that's that's a struggle for a lot of people, like. Oh, big time. And like, I know, like, there's people I know that marriages have broken up, stuff like that. Like, it's been a... It's been a crazy time that, yeah, that's... You've stopped people from living this fast-paced life that wasn't sustainable yeah for, for their yeah. mental health and as as shitty as COVID is uh, and last year was a weird obviously a weird year like but yeah and not the most positive probably but I actually had a like it's been a better year for me one of my better years because 
I've just feel like it. I've been more, it was probably the year I was the most mindful, I think. And like that, I took care of myself a lot better than I ever have before. And um, I got a lot of time at home with my son. Um, I was lucky enough to still be working through it all. I worked frontline, so I was very thankful that I still had a job and everything like, but yeah, it's it's been nice to kind of slow down at the, as well, even though I'm sick of it some days and some days yeah. I want the world to go back to the way it was. And But I don't even think the way it was is how I want it to go back. No, I, just I hope like, that we don't yeah. unlearn the lessons that COVID has taught us like going yeah. forward. Like it, it showed everybody what's important and what's yeah. not. Yeah, definitely. So it'll be better. It won't be like it was before. I hope not. It'll be like a new and improved society, hopefully. Oh, yeah, world 2.0. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> well, hopefully. Uh, Ruth, thanks so much. Um, I've really enjoyed chatting to you. Me too. We'll, uh, we'll try when restrictions allow for it to even have a social distance takeaway catalyst. That'd be lovely. Uh, sometime and we'll catch up a bit more. Because I'd, I'd actually, I'd stay talking to you all day, but I'm conscious the listeners uh, might not want to hear us like <laughs> hear just rambling. all day. <laughs> but now I've really enjoyed chatting to you and um, thank you so much again for coming on. Oh, well, thanks for thinking of me. I'm honoured to be on your podcast. Thank you. So yeah. guys, Ruth's uh, pay business page is at Finders Keepers. Is that correct? Finders Keepers Bray, I think. Finders Keepers yeah. Bray. And uh, if you want to check her page out, I'll also link it in my Instagram stories on Vibe and in the post about this episode. So um, thank you all so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends. Tell your neighbours about it. Tell your ma about it. Um, whoever. And I hope you all have a whopper day. Namaste. Namaste.